Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shir, in a Kuntris Viyadata, number 22. We're holding Perak Hamishi, Maimer Gimel, that's chapter 5, lesson 3. Ha'choiva l'hashpia ruchnias, the obligation for a husband to influence and guide his family, his wife, in spirituality. Ad nesuel yonka yishaduchnias memekayrashayinim, prior to marriage, Wife absorbs her spirituality from a number of different places, from sometimes her father's house, sometimes from shiurim given in seminary, in Beis Yaakov, and as such. Now she looks to her husband to set the direction of the family, of herself and her children in ways of the Torah, and to provide her with that Mazain Ruchni with that spiritual sustenance. Gamze Kolo Bechir She'er. He explained this before. This is included in She'er when it says She'er to give her her needs. As far as the literal translation, according to most, is Mizainais, is physical food and taking care of her that way. But it means also, as we spoke about from the Ramban in the past and others, spiritual and emotional needs as well. And Lass is less called Tzarecha, to give her everything she needs, Gamaruchnim, including the spiritual needs. So he needs to do his best to fulfill her spiritual needs that she wants and needs and craves as well. And a young husband is indecisive how to go about this. Because he talks about it could be in, in Musser type aspects, or in ethical type aspects, or in Ashkafa type aspects, a wife is usually more proficient, more knowledgeable than the husband is. She learns in, in school, for example, Kuzri and Ramban Nalatayra, sometimes Mikhtam El Yo, which um, he doesn't need my Askama, but it is an unbelievable, beautiful safer. Uh, once the Mashkiach of Wolfson, Zalgazunzain, um, said that it's the bridge, the Mechtel is like a bridge between the world of Hasidim and the world of the, the Litvisha. It really bridges the two uh, in a seamless whole. It has wonderful concepts there. But anyway, the wife uh, is more proficient usually than her husband in these matters. Because the, he generally is more immersed in learning Gemara and it's Mefarshim. But Aldaga, don't be worried about this. Your wife knows this, that she knows more on the Hashkafa end, generally speaking, while his head was in the Gemara mostly. She usually knows what a Ben Torah and is. But nevertheless, with all her education, she still wants her husband to be Mashpia, that spiritual sustenance to her and to her family. Um, as best as possible. And with all she hopes, she wants him to be at the level of a Tamachacham who will provide her with that spiritual food and that he could will be able to find um, a, a, and select a safer of Musr or Ashkafa to learn together. And by the way, what he's going to say now, this concept of a husband and wife learning together, it's a beautiful experience. Now, sometimes it could backfire. You ask a Shaila, sometimes there's a resistance to it. Uh, so to force the issue is probably not healthy. 
if let's say the husband wants to learn with the wife and the wife is really not doesn't want to or there's a way to work at something that would interest her but so that needs some thought but when it does work and it clicks and they learn together sometimes or or, or it is really a beautiful it, it brings a beautiful connection between the two where they share tired thoughts and so on well it's going in and to go towards that learning. Another advice he gives is that early in marriage, even to pick a safer that has askama from Gedali Yisrael, that has an abridged version of the halachas of Taharas Amishbacha. Because in, in that period is the first time where it's halacha lemaisa. For example, our chakadinim by Yanida and so on and so forth pertain to the both of them. So by learning it together, it'll strengthen their kiyum halacha in that matter. Or they can learn a bridge version of Hilchas Shabbos. Or even if they spend um, ten minutes a day going through, let's say, the Sefer Lamates Malachas or one of Rasimcha Bonim Cohen's books on 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 the Shabbos kitchen and other things. And it could be ironically, and that the wife knows a lot more about the halachas than the man does, but it, it makes no difference. He could still learn with her those svarim, and they share that beautiful connection that way. He's saying, going back on the Tarasamashbacha halachas, it's based on mutual trust and knowing each other, and it's appropriate to reuse those laws together. The husband must also prepare for him in advance at the Shabbos table so he may be, say the words of Tyra appropriate to his family. Now, that doesn't mean he needs to say long winded rushes. He could pick two, three short, concise Divrei Tyra or insights on the Parsha and on certain Ashkafas that are easy to explain and to convey. And this is important, by the way, not just mitzad, the children, being mechanach, the children, of course that is, but even for your wife to hear. She gets sipek nefesh from hearing the Torah by the Shabbos table. Rav used to quote in his countries from Rav Daniel Kelm, on Erches Chaim LaRosh. Erches Chaim LaRosh, again, doesn't need my askama, a beautiful, beautiful sefer that explains Midais um, Taivai split by the day, and it, it is just a wonderful sefer to chazer and to learn. So, highly recommended. The sefer Urchais Chaim Laharash. So, it says there in Simim Memdalad, first it says, set a time to learn before eating and before you lay down in bed. And speak about Taira by your table. And you, you basically caution your family to watch, to, 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 to guide their lives, and to watch their mouth from not to violating that. Because the beginning of the din of a person upstairs is kvati itum tar. So now he's going to ask the question that if you look at this phrase that we just said, the beginning talks about kviasitim, and the end talks about kviasitim, and the middle he throws something different about guiding your family in a alpiderach atayra, which is a different concept seemingly. So that's what he's going to ask now. Divi arash tzarichim beer. It's it requires explanation. 
the beginning and at the end of this phrase start is to discuss this kvias eaten la tyra setting time for tyra study over emsa in the middle who medabal kharan they say ah it's seemingly a different subject to caution and guide his families in the ways of the Torah. So what's the connection? And Vabir, who, so he explained, Daniel Mikelm, Zeichat Zadgurach, explained that when you eat them by the table, your, your family members are present there. So teach what's pertaining to them. That shaykh to them. There's, I, I saw, by the way, a beautiful minig. What people do, there's a Yitzchak Zilberstein's Svarim, on, it's called What If, about how Lachik Shilas, or what, what happens, and it has Midas Tavis built into it wonderfully. And I've seen uh, two households, and I have a feeling it's more common, where by the Shabbos table, um, they go and they open up that Sefer, and every week, or every Suda actually, every Suda of Shabbos and every Suda of Yontiv, they learn uh, one particular Shaila with the Tshuva on it, because it gives you a tremendous, in a short period of time, a tremendous Yediyah in Halacha, and Osa, in Hashkafa, and in Midas Taivais. So that's a good example to start. So all of you are encouraged to start that, to pick an easy, relatively easy Sefer to take your Devei Torah from, and give it over, and even if, let's say, you're newly married and there's no children yet. You speak it over with your you, with your wife. Some devetayra. You talk about other things too. It doesn't have to be more than five to seven minutes, but it it changes the whole ruach and atmosphere, and the heart of the marriage and the heart of the the shamas of the husband and wife. This all inclusive rule is here to internalize. To give your wife the spiritual sustenance that she needs from him. There were instances where Masmid always has a safer in his hand, and doesn't pay attention to his wife sitting next to him. And even though the wife wants him to be a Masmid, this Hanaga hurts her. So, in other words, and I'll be honest with you, I sometimes slip into this. But I usually am careful that, for example, when there's a lot of, let's say, children at the table and uh, or guests and it's Labadik, so yes, then I would have a safer near me by the Shabbos table that I occasionally would look into. And that's fine overall. But to for, for, for a husband to just the whole time while he's eating, look into his safer and sort of detach from his family and not communicate with his wife or her children to retire, that's hurtful. So you have to use, that's what the Mesilas Yisharim says, Mishkal HaChasidas. When you're alone, let's say, you're eating lunch alone during the week, or breakfast alone during the week, and while you're eating, you have a safer, and you're looking into the safer as you're eating, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But by the Shabbos table, this same Hanhaga, with your wife present and family present, is a hurtful thing, especially if you do that at the expense of not communicating with them. Not communicating with them in not just, I don't mean even just the Torah, but even in just normal menschliche interactions with them. So it's very important. So if you enjoy learning and you have a safer next to you by the Shabbos, and if the meal is longer and between meals and between Zemiris and your wife's preparing the next course or whatever it is, you want to look into the safer, it's fine. You could talk to your wife about it, just make sure she doesn't mind, and it's fine. But to do that, with an intensity, and to block out what's being interacted with within your family and with your wife, that's a hurtful thing.
Maimer Dalit, Regishas Lainosh and to be sensitive to the emotional hurt feelings of oppression sometimes that could be caused by the husband, because we talked about earlier about the the husband being the final authority guiding the house. And we explained in the last year that you have to take this concept with a grain of salt. And with certain things in the household and certain things where the wife wants to be um, an authority in the kitchen matters and other matters, that and, and she's good at it, and she's good at it, it's important that he gives over that authority to her and lets her run it on her own. Even though I didn't say Befeirish in this Kuntris, spoke to many people that are experts in these areas, that's very important. It is not healthy for a husband to be controlling in all aspects of his wife's life. She has a certain independence. She has her own soul, her own thoughts, her own feelings. So you have to not uh, abuse that gift that you have that yes, it's true that the wife very often desires that authority and finality from her husband when she asks him advice or even internally wants his adracha for the family. And that's true, and that's what he talks about here. But you have to use, a with with these shiurim of last week and what we're going to learn now, you need a shikladas, a mishkal hachasidis, some common sense. So, with all the wife's desire that a husband has the final authority in guiding the family, on occasion, the emotions of the woman will be aroused when her husband abuses that position in their relationship. And the husband must doubly be on guard with his own behaviors at all times. Not to chalila provoker in any way, not to use his gift of giving, having that final authority or being the balabas of the house and not to abuse that power and to only use it in a very sensitive way. Like it says in the, in the beginning of Parak, hey, be very, um, guard yourself and be machnia uh, yourself to your Every person, and including the women in the house, that means your wife, your daughters, more than anyone else, so that they should not cause them to feel that he wants to dominate them. The idea behind this authority idea is not domination, Khalila. It is not because I am in control and being a control freak. It means that you Hashem requires of you to have a certain um, a, a definitive strength, inner strength of dictating certain things of guiding the family and to be the lead in many areas but that chalila chalila to abuse that, that gift that you have and to use it with sensitivity always. Nema b'cholin it says in cholin da pe dalar amid beis he should always eat and drink somewhat less than he has and you should clothe himself with what he has and he needs to honor his wife and his children more than he has. And Rashi explains, you make sure to dress in a way that's not embarrassing. We should be honorable, clean, nice clothing. And honor your wife more than he can afford. Because they're dependent on him. And he is dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
So it's very interesting, and he's going to ask the question now. Why does it say that his wife and his children are dependent on him, and he's dependent on Hashem? Aren't they all dependent on Hashem? But he explains as follows. Hashem made the system that the wife and her husband is dependent on him, and he's the shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he is the shliach, the messenger of Hashem, to fulfill their needs. Therefore, he needs to um, expand himself to give more and shower on them more than they than his ability even. So they should not come to the erroneous conclusion that um, that he is being abusive on their reliance on him, and he is depriving them of their needs. You see, this is the catch that you have to be careful. If you're given the gift of authority in certain senses to be the lead and to guide as uh, in certain ways that you have a final word on things and you're making final decisions, then you have to be extra careful and go the extra mile to give not to use that to abuse or to hold back hashpa. You need to go to the opposite end and give them beyond what they need. The chesed should be overflowing. Chesed should be overflowing. The kindness should be overflowing. So then when there needs to be a decision about, no, we buck stops here, we can't do this, it's not appropriate, it has a, a validity and it's an understanding and it's with a respect that everyone understands. And come over, how come again the hisbabi So then he also says, by by even the Gemara, when it says giving beyond your ability, that does not mean you go and spend way beyond your means. We have to take out loans and credit card debt and all that. It means somewhat each one according to their financial position to go a little bit beyond, but not to an extreme. So that's also important. Everything we're saying here, especially the last two shiurim, require that fifth shulchan aruch, that common sense as well. So amdas habalch kaserv bebeisa nisenes leisasharslis olav bebeisa ki achazik yachlevata yoisem achalosh ashachayich shishlis mechupas mechupach rather. What he's saying is like this: a husband's position as being a deciding authority gives him the opportunity to make himself an unav and low. Since he's in a strong position, he's more able to make concessions than someone who is in a weak position and thinks that your people are taking advantage of him. This is why we say that someone who knows halacha very, very well will be mekel more. This is why important we said in last year, it's such an important concept, we're going to say it again, that if a chassan or a husband does not know the din, he could acknowledge, I don't know the halacha. But don't say, his wife asks him, am I allowed to do this? On Shabbos, or whatever the case may be, whatever the halacha is, taras hamashpach especially, and you really don't know the halacha so clear, you have no right to say, because I don't know, in your mind even, because I don't know, let me be machmer, what's the harm? I'm staying away, and just tell your wife, no, no. You have to ask a shayla, because sometimes a paisik will say, yes, you're allowed to do this, or you should do this, or you could do this. We'll talk later about this. Roshach gave guidelines, and we're going to learn at the end of this kuntris, there are eights from Rav Shach about Shaduchim and Shalom Bayis that were, that were um, posted, and we're going to go through that, all of his advice as well. But one of them is to make a lot of concessions to me. And that's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength.
emotional feelings of his wife because her tears are always below the surface and is easily gonna she's easily gonna cry. It seems to be talking about the feelings of a woman in general, but Abu Maral Pershamral explains that specifically on the well being of the wife, because the wife, because since he has the final authority on many things, the she's more, her emotions are provoked more to tears. Other people doesn't have such feelings. A fascinating concept. Listen carefully. Together with her desire that he guides her, and he's a final authority on many things in the household, that she aspires and she wants her husband's opinion on things, there's an opposite emotion taking place too, which she is honorable in and of herself. She has her own soul, her own feelings, and that needs to be respected too. And therefore, in Yeshla Inam and Balif, she has a, a, a if, if her husband says hurtful things to her, but she also has her own unique, important soul, then so she'll feel it more, and she'll cry more easily on that. We're going to sum up this, um, this uh, shear on this. A woman generally has two opposite desires going on the simultaneously. On one side of it, he She does want in, in this many aspects that the husband gives the final authority on things. Now again, we said take this with a grain of salt. It's very healthy for the husband to relinquish completely many things. If she's better at balancing, let's say, the checkbooks and handling those things, and she wants to do it, and she's happy to do it, and she's good at it, let her do it. Same thing with the kitchen ideas or with designing ideas or making decisions of what type of couch if you need a new couch and let this... And if she wants to do it and she's good at it, to give it at her. No reason to be dominating, dominating, stand for the sake of dominating. But certain things, especially in Ruchniest aspects, he needs to have the say. And the wife wants her, his, her husband to have that final say. But at the same time, there's an opposite emotion too. But she's very affected by her own importance. And she is indeed very important in and of herself. She has her own feelings, emotions that are valid and needs to be validated. So these, those two are opposite emotions. That's why she'll be more hurt by her husband saying hurtful words than others. It's because of their unique closeness and emotional ties to one another. That's how, why it makes the emotional connection more fragile and requires more sensitivity than someone else. This is true regarding our wives. She has her own self-esteem that needs to be nourished by the husband. She goes out and sometimes she, she's a, she works for a living and she takes care of things and she shares things and she does amazing contributions in the home, in the family's expenses and so on. And she has a very important position. 
She's chashev b'fnei atzma. Going zay zir rizal. That's why the chachamim say la oylem yeyadam zara by noas ishtay. You have to be very very careful in not causing pain or not oppressing your wife. So this last point is extremely important that we belt that without that that our wives on one hand does yearn for our guidance, for the husband's guidance, but at the same time, she has her own emotions and feelings, and you need to balance the two in a very healthy way. Be very, very sensitive, and be giving and flowing, so that when you do have that position of this, you know being a definitive factor on something, you do it with a sensitivity, with a with a with with a, a, a you know in a, in situation in the situations that make sense to do it using that fifth Shulchan Aruch, using that Mishkul Chasidus, like we talked about in the Masil Sisharim, Perichof. And by doing so, you'll have a lot of Siyat HaDashmaya, and of course, you daven for this as well, before you even start. Everything requires Tefillah before. Baruch HaNatzlacha.